This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCute, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. There may be a feeling of despair in South Africa when it comes to politics, the economy and business, but the truth is business is actually booming in our incredible country with phenomenal South Africans making waves locally and abroad. Mike Sharman, owner of a few companies, writer of a book called The Best Dick, it really is called that, a guy that believes life is short, play naked, don't know what that means, we will find out, and a human who considers himself as follow the bounce, also known as Ben Karpinski, have joined us in studio today to discuss why opening a business in South Africa right now could be the best thing you could do for your country. Guys, welcome um, to the Good Things Guy Jackpot. How's it, Brent? Thanks, Thanks for having Brent. us. This is actually, so we'll tell the listeners this because we're honest. Um, this is actually round two. We, we did the show already and it was a great show and it was quite fantastic. And I sort of messed up the podcast. Now this time it's going to be even better. Oh, I thought, I, thought well, the, I thought this was part two. I thought you loved us so much. This is the second installment. <laughs> this is actually the second installment, but we're going to reiterate what it is that you guys do, where you come from, and what it's all about. I've invited you here today. I mean, I'd said that in the intro. You guys have, have started a business together. It's a new business. In our country at the moment, there is always this negativity that, that South Africans feel like the country's about to fall over. And yet we have entrepreneurs that are actually opening businesses. So first, um, how the hell do you know each other? Well, social media. I'll start off with that because Mike's very good at talking the business stuff. Uh, we met through social media. That, that's why he brought you on board. He's like, just Ben can speak social media. Yeah, social media and sports. So I was always a sport person that got into social media. And this was around uh, the 2010 World Cup. Obviously, this was the most magical time to be in South Africa with the FIFA World Cup. Then in 2011, Mike said, do you want to go to the Rugby World Cup? And we're going to create uh, content. We're going to do amazing videos and we want you to be the influencer and we're going to make this happen. I better knew the guy outside of a few tweets, maybe a few DMs. And there we were on a plane together, about to spend a week literally in each other's pockets. And from there, uh, we kind of did really well from a business perspective, from the actual objective to go there. And then we became good friends and we thought we must work together at some stage. But that was, what, seven years ago. And uh, well, here we are. Yeah, you are. And now you've uh, you've decided to start this agency. I've done quite a bit of work with you before. Charmin. Yeah, Brent, so I think that, um, you know, in 2010, uh, I launched Retroviral. And Retroviral really was a new way of, of creating digital marketing. It was the thinking around the fact that you need to have an understanding of traditional comms and, and how you engage with people from a structural perspective. And then in order to make stuff go viral, you have to create these emotionally compelling stories. You have to connect them with customers and consumers. You put these two things together and that's when you can make stuff go viral and for me virality is about getting eyeballs onto content onto storytelling and then from there converting to sales because that's ultimately why we're in business is there's a commercialization element but with your work that you've done you've seen that it's not just always about money and commerce it's about emotions and it's about pairing those two things together so fortunately having built the successful brand over the last eight nine years having worked with ben on certain projects and us being the most obsessive sports fans and i mean i've won more super fan competitions than any south african <laughs> in the world yeah you are like the gary player of sports super fan competitions i am in 2007 i went to newlands and no, no, I'm lying. I went to Kingsmead. Don't, don't lie. This, don't, is, being, yeah, this, this is, is being serious. This is, this is serious. This is authentic. This good is things, the good guy. things, guys. There's no lying. So, yeah. so let me backtrack. I went to Kingsmead, dressed up like Borat, 
and I won the super fan because I was the most ardent Which version of Borat? The one the with green the man- mankini version. The mankini. Oh my gosh. And Afro version. And mustache, mustache version. I am number one Proteus fan. I want to win super fan competition. And you did. I did. You did. And what, what did that win you? What basically won two tickets for me and my best mate to go to London, to go to Lords, the home of, the home of cricket, of pinkies in the air tea. Uh, Verve Clicquot, and definitely no fancy dress. There's no fancy dress at Lord's, let me tell you, Brent. But uh, Hobbo and I went to the UK. We got jobs, and we went and followed the Proteus around. Got to put the mankini on in the players' change room with Neil McKenzie and Mackay and Teeny. Beautiful picture of that over the balcony of Lord's. And just had an amazing time and, and got jobs working. Uh, I worked in traditional PR at the time. I worked at a social media PR agency. I had my first feature phone that was giving me access to Twitter. Twitter became quite a big thing at the time. And I used to sit on the tube every day and follow tweets of celebrities, sports people, and, and other journos that's, and influencers in the SA. That's when, uh, when Twitter was still nice. It was a nice place to so go to. Pleasant, Fred. Yeah, people so weren't pleasant. angry. Yeah. Back then. Um, opening a business, 2010, that was the, the, you opened your first business. Was it a tough time to do that then? Well, 2010 was such a vibe. It was like zaminamina, eh, eh, waka, waka, eh, eh. So in your post-production, you should put in that clip because, oh, we don't no, we love we'll putting just, our hands we'll, in the air like we just don't care. We'll just leave you to sing it. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> and uh, I'll actually do the dance moves for you just now. That's even more impressive. And um, yeah, 2010 was filled with all, much, all this positivity and, and hype, even though globally there'd been like recessionary stuff and there'd been the, the global housing crisis and all these things. And then, yeah, I got armed robbed like a few months into... Starting my business. So these four dudes followed me into my house. They stole my MacBook. They tied me up with a friend of mine. Um, and it was a harrowing experience. And for me, like that, as terrible as that experience was, when you were tied up for like 70 minutes, freaking out, like, you know, you go through all the motions. And um, from there, I wrote a blog post about how I'm not going to let these four evil dudes ruin my opinion on South Africa and my perspective. I'm not going to just become a racist because I got armed robbed. And people said, go back to the UK. And I said, no, I shall not. (laughs) And uh, from there, um, I wrote this blog post and I only had about a thousand followers on Twitter at the time. But everywhere I went, bars, going out, trying to get like some semblance of normality back into my life, I met people and they were like, dude, we're so grateful that you're fine and even more wow that you don't want to run away from South Africa. And I'm like, there's so much potential here. That's why I'm back. That's why I want to start a business. Seacom had been launched. Access to broadband was going to become a thing. It was going to become a lot cheaper. And then a few days later, I won a new iPhone on uh, on a Twitter competition through AfriHost. And then... It was like, cool, like there was all these swings and roundabouts. Then a few weeks later from the office that I was hot desking at, one of the co-founders of that business, she walks in and she's like, dude, where's your car? And I'm like, dude, that's not cool. And she's like, dude, where's your car? And uh, my car had been stolen from outside the front of this that office. This is not real. Dude, this, this is, is legit. This is legit. And obviously, if you read my book, you would have known because these stories are in there. I've read but, your book. Um, <laughs> once again, awkward Brent is awkward. And yeah, then... Many came to the party and they were like, hey, we know that you wanted to go and fancy dress at the cricket again because you're obsessed with cricket and fancy dress in no particular order. And they sponsored me a new countryman, the vehicle that was finally big enough for a six foot three man to drive and drove around to the various stadia where the cricket um, series was happening. It was the Indian series and didn't win at Supersport Park, didn't win at Kingsmead, which was like basically my home of 
victories and then got to Kingsmead and a friend of mine she painted me like a castle lager draft and I had yellow morph suit spandex on and then my face was white so the top of my body looked like the castle draft head and then for some patriotic measure I had a South African flag as my cape and then I won two tickets to go to Nagpur to watch South Africa play India in the Cricket World Cup there won a trip to Vegas a few weeks later for a, a speedo competition that's another whole separate discussion. And then in 2011, Ben and I got to go off to New Zealand to witness history, bro, in this, <laughs> this beautiful stage of New Zealand where people were witnessing history. They got to Eden Park in the final against the French, and then we had to tell this great story via social media. So there it was. All the positives of 2010 were social media and the internet, and all the negatives were kind of eradicated by all the positives and all the opportunities that existed within the social media landscape. What a time to be alive. Okay, so a couple of things that I need to get back after that huge soliloquy first of all yes i haven't read your book yet um context because this is the second show that we're doing of the first show no one's heard the first show so no one knows the fact that you wrote a book i mean i did say you wrote a book but you wrote this book and then at your launch of your book the poor um book lady tracy had not given you your books in time so you stood up in front of thousands of your followers and you said uh the books haven't arrived speak to tracy it was really funny when that happened but we were working on a charity thing at the time and it was like two or three days later we were out at a school planting trees making the world green again and and all your books arrived and i got the first copy and you wrote in the first copy like to the best dick from the best dick to the good dick or whatever you wrote in the something front. like that it's it's in the front and it's on facebook and it's all real and uh, and i put the book on my bookshelf and then it sat there and and, and then, then it became year, like this massive deal and you had no time for books <sighs> That's why Ben's here. The reason he's here. So then, then you WhatsApp me a couple of weeks ago, and you were like, "Like, hey, matey. Um, so did you see good things guy in the book?" And I was really embarrassed, and I still am, and I haven't got around to reading it. So that's the first thing. I apologize. And I, December's and, for reading, Brent. No judges. Well, thank you for that. Also, good to know. Plug here. I'm busy recording the audio version. The audio book is dropping in December 2018. Kaboom. I'm going to say that I enjoy hearing your stories live. So like here on air, it actually it sounds a lot more interesting. Thank you. So yeah, there's definitely going to be the audiobook, so you can download and listen to that in December. So that was the first thing. The second thing, yes, I lost the first show. Wasn't my fault. Maybe it was. We're not going to go there. This is a way better show because I'm learning stuff about you that I didn't know before. Yeah, and we've got way much more energy. So what a vibe. What a vibe. Third of all, last week we had the most incredible podcast with Corin Landy about how she got hijacked and tied up um, and beaten. And it was really tragic and quite harrowing and horrific. And she had the same sentiment as you eight years later where the whole end of the podcast is about the fact that she's not giving up on South Africa and she's she's just not going to let three people do, who did that to her be her norm. And you've just said exactly the same words. Did you listen to my podcast? Mm, awkward, not yet. You should. Um, and, and the fourth thing is you mentioned morph suits. I was actually, in 2010, was the official reseller of morph suits in South Africa. Amazing. Mm. I've got a beautiful picture of me and two mates dressed up as the Ghanaian flag. <laughs> we, FNB Stadium, as the Ghana flag for that infamous, what is it, quarterfinal, semifinal, yeah. where was, Suarez Uruguay. didn't eat someone. He yeah. touched the ball it illegally. Was the, it was the hand of Suarez. Yeah, yeah. kind of. So th those are all the connections and how we connect. That's flipping crazy. Um, but then you guys connected in New Zealand, and that's where you guys met. And a couple of years later, you've now opened up 
this agency in 2018? What is it all about? Well, Brent, from my personal endeavors of trying to be a sports content person, I went into advertising and I worked on sporting campaigns. I then got involved in broadcasting and I was just doing sport. I was doing sporting podcasts. That's where I originally met you. And that's also why um, when, I, when I started the show, I said you, you're known as or you call yourself Follow the Bounce because that's where your blog is. That's where, where people follow you and they yeah. catch up with your day-to-day news on what's happening with the sport. Well, it was because of Twitter that I managed to get an audience and managed to actually get away from having an office job and I created my own thing. And um, for seven years, it, it was. It was my own thing. But I realized I had to take it further. I had to become more adult-like with these things. So Mike and I were chatting and Mike and I came to the idea that we can formalize this and actually create a company where – we can take really great ideas, take great stories, and actually just kind of merge it with where brands want to go within sport. And sport's always been, I always believe that in this country we have sports stars rather than we have rock stars. It's starting to balance out a little bit nowadays, but sport is like a religion for so many people. And it touches on so many different kind of checkpoints within life and across the country. And if you look at all the sports, like football's obviously huge, rugby, cricket, uh, netball's massive as well. There are so many different sports that touch the lives of South Africans. And if we can be a part of that with our really great ideas and natural hunger for storytelling that Mike mentioned, we might actually have something. And then Mike said, well, we've also got this guy called Brian DeBanner. Who's he? And this is where the, this is where the things started. <laughs> just really joking. Take- I know I'm terrible with sports. I'm just kidding. They thought I was serious. They both looked at me. That's ridiculous. And then Mike said, well, this is where the story can actually get a lot bigger. Yeah. So fortunately, I was at school with Brian. And uh, I think that's ultimately things work in circles and the network effect. There's a there's something that I wrote about the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. So have you heard of this concept? I have. So for those of you out there, six degrees of Kevin Bacon is the whole analogy that in Hollywood, everyone is connected by six degrees of Kevin Bacon because of the amount of movies that he's been in and the types of co-stars that he's had. Everyone can be connected. So... Going back to that point, in Joburg, I believe that we are all six degrees of Kevin Bacon because there's one person that you meet who can connect you to someone else. And it's actually far, probably far less than six degrees, maybe even two or three degrees. And that's why when it comes to entrepreneurship for me, it's important to go out and tell people about your idea. As South Africans, we have a lot of difficulty to share what we want to do because we're brought up in high-rise buildings, big walls, barbed wire, electric fences, all that kind of thing. So we're a little bit skeptical of our fellow man and woman. Whereas in entrepreneurship and stand-up comedy, you have to share your content. You have to say what you're thinking, what your ideas are. Because I tell you something, I talk about morph suits, you used to be the reseller of morph suits, and this whole world comes together. And from a, from a sporting perspective, there's no one in this world that I truly believe has understood from the player's perspective, plugging into brands and being a really authentic individual who hasn't gone and done dastardly things and he's lived a really good life and he's been at the top of his game and he's worked with the best sports brands and and commercial brands on the planet than brian havana and yeah brian and i were at school together and we spoke to brian about a year ago and said brian what are your plans what are you doing he was also in this state of flux in terms of nearing the end of his career and he had an injury and he wasn't sure how long his playing opportunities would exist so he said we want to start a sports agency that combines the best of everything the digital expertise that we do at retroviral obviously someone who understands broadcasting and content creation from the fans perspective better than no one knows it better than ben himself and then from a player and brand integration perspective that's where brian comes in so we created this almost like this holy trinity of best practice and that's what's been the launch of retroactive and where we are today retroactive I mean, you guys launched a couple of weeks ago, and and 
it's a it's a tough time in South Africa's economy. The petrol's going up. Uh, I mean, you've you've run a business. Business is not easy every day. Um, they say entrepreneurship is one of the loneliest roads because at the end of the month you're not uh, guaranteed a salary in your pockets. It's working for it. It's it's asking your your clients for money. It's a tough environment to open up a new business. And and I started off the show by saying like a lot of South Africans, and I blame this. I'm going to write a book called My Parents Broke Me. We grew up in a in this world where our parents taught us that South Africa was about to fall over. And I don't believe that that's the case, but we all have this in the back of our heads. And that might make it a bit fearful to open a business in 2018 when people are immigrating and leaving and things are all crazy. Are you guys, I mean, are you going in with your superhero capes and just taking a risk or is it, you know, do we feel confident about opening business in this time? I'm super confident. And I think for me, I'm fortunate because I've been doing this this hard slog for the last eight years and there's a lot of lessons that I took from opening that first business to where I am now to say like these things are easily achievable and and also it comes with the credibility it comes with the the network so for me if this was opening my first business there'd be a lot of unknown unknowns and I think for Ben it's also interesting going from the role of employee to being a shareholder and I'm sure there's a whole host of stuff that he can shed light on for new entrepreneurs or new startups but for me Fortunately, because we've got the base and the structure in place, we've got best practice financial practices in place, we've got through the admin, you know, setting up businesses are filled with red tape. So the fact is that it's quite difficult to open a business. But if you're taking the leap and if you're taking the opportunity, there's 99 other people that aren't. And that for me is why the opportunities are so great if you want to start your own thing. And the great thing about starting a business is that there are unknown unknowns. You don't know how difficult and challenging things are going to be. But if you dive in and you figure it out, it's like eating an elephant. You take a bite, one small piece at a time. Terrible analogy, but a great way. I mean, we don't we don't actually eat elephants. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it's a very good point because when you think about opening a business, you have this idea, and again, to your point, that maybe our parents' generation always gave us a certain outlook. And I think Hollywood also screwed our minds over by thinking that you do this and then your life is set. You get to a stage, everything's quite comfortable. And what I learned from my own endeavors is that life is pretty much hard all the time, but that's because you don't want to settle for anything. And what I learned is that in order to get to a point where you want everything, you've got to make it all happen by yourself. So when I had this opportunity, I mean, in, in, in every industry in life, there's certain people you want to work with. And I think when it comes to working with Mike, he's one of those guys that you will gravitate towards because well, he's motivating. Um, he's just got a love for what he does. Now, I've been lucky enough to work with people in similar industries coming to this point. So it was an absolute no-brainer for me. Another great thing about your own business is, although it's all that kind of stuff that's daunting and you never know what's going to happen, you are so incentivized to bring the best out of yourself. And it's actually scary what you can do if you have that going for your life. If you just go sit in traffic, you're going to sit at the desk for eight hours, and then you can do it all again tomorrow, you're going to give probably 60% of who you are. But now you have to go to every meeting. You have to wake up early. Some nights you are going to work. It's amazing what you can achieve. And I think for so many people in this world, they're too scared to make a big step. Almost like they're too scared to know what they're really capable of. And um, I mean, this is what's kind of made me realize I'm working pretty hard right now. I've got, I've got two email addresses, Brent, not one, but two. <laughs> and um, it's, I'm loving it. I really am. And it's so empowering. And just to add to that, I mean, it's incredible what we've achieved 
just by backing ourselves. Like when you back yourself, I mean, we've been, we've managed to close three clients in the space of a month. We've made this new business profitable within its first two and a half, three months of, of being registered. And yeah, we are. We just, we just rocking and rolling. So, you know, we've been fortunate enough to work with the likes of Biogen where we're telling this authentic story of one of my best mates. This I was going to say, so, so, uh, you mentioned him in the beginning of the show because yes. you guys went away together when you were younger. Um, and he went all- with me to London and, uh, like he says, he got the Heathrow injection. Yeah. So he was so, about 90 kilograms when Mike first took him out of the country. And then he got back and he was weighing? And yeah, he came back and he said anything to declare. And they were like, yeah, 40 kilograms. <laughs> so so um, with friends like you, who needs enemies, um, he put on a bit of weight, a bit of weight. And you guys have brought him into the fold for this um, first one of your clients that you put together. Yeah, we sat at the Diskim offices the other day in the, in the Biogen section. And they have their vision on the like it's quite inspiring you know to be this really authentic health and wellness business within south africa and to make an impact on real south africans and i started doing some research and what's so fascinating is because of how our economy has taken a pounding because of how people especially in the middle class have taken a, a bit of a hammering with recession and vat increases and all these kinds of things our diet has really plunged into the depths of terribleness and if you look at our obesity rates in south africa those obesity rates have doubled in six years which took 13 years to occur in the u.s and for me that's a huge problem and why are people struggling it's because it's cheap and it's quick and it's convenient just to buy and eat rubbish it takes a little bit of an effort to eat well and a lot of the times it's actually majority diet and exercise second that has an impact on on your health so I said, Hobo, listen, I'm going to use you as our foil for South Africa's problems, and we're going to pitch you as a concept to client. And fortunately, shout out to Brandon for actually committing to us and investing in this project. But what the Biogen journey, hashtag Biogen journey is, is about using Hobo as the foil, and every two weeks, Ben creates a piece of content around Hobo's journey. And to show people that getting fit is actually a marathon, excuse the pun, and it doesn't happen overnight. So Hobo is training with Lindsay Parry, who's the comrades coach and triathlon SA, and he's the coach. There's a dietitian, there's a bio involved. Ben follows the journey with running, cycling, and swimming uh, from Hobo's perspective. I did Amashova with him the other day, and we're just capturing the story how it's baby steps to get to the space where you can be well and truly healthy. And then he's using as natural products as possible from the Biogen range. And we're showing how he's using glutamine to deal with any stiffness and any other results and showing the fact that this, there's no miracle drug or miracle cure to get healthy. It's a long-term thing. And ultimately, the audacious goal for Hobo is to get over the finish line of the half Ironman 70.3 in Durban 2019. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, look, we, we, it's kind of showed us that our first client kind of underpins what we, where we really want to go as a business. You know, it's the authenticity. People talk about it, but very few people can really kind of replicate it out there in the markets. And we have this opportunity and it has been so much fun for us to do that, which again, kind of vindicates why we're doing this in the first place is that we know we can make a difference through this. And it is a lot of fun for us, actually. I know it's like, you know, everything's going to be like this. We will have harder clients with harder times going forward. But when this is the idea and this is what the motivation has been, it's, um, yeah. Not not hard to kind of give your all for it. So I need to ask, how long has he been doing the journey for? Two months. And how much has he lost? 13 kilograms when I saw him yesterday. That's and, insane. Um, and he's lost almost 4% body fat. He's lost six centimeters around his waist. <laughs> 
He's even had to buy a belt punch so that he can put <laughs> he, additional he, holes. He, he punched additional hole in his belt this week. That mm. is insane. And you know what it is? Uh, where we are currently in South Africa, you spoke about obesity. It's a huge problem, especially leading up to summer. Everybody starts worrying a little bit more about yeah. their bodies. It's bikini weather. And the problem is you should have started two months ago. Well, That's in, it. in May, yeah. Oh, dear. But uh, like, it's also about just cutting back on the binge drinking. It's being responsible for what you eat and how you conduct yourself. And um, Hobbo is just making some such amazing strides. Like there's there's more of a, a twinkle in his eye, really. I mean, his face, everything is changing. And it's been just two months. And June, we're going to be crossing that, that finish line together. Okay, I'll have my camera, but Mike will be in the Lycra. So will Hobbo. It's just going to be blood, sweat, and not so much blood, just sweat and tears. But we'll have this amazing body of work at the end of it. Guys, I if there's one thing I'm sure listeners will hear it on the other side is that there's a passion behind what you guys are doing. And I'm glad that we got to do another show because Shaman was a little bit flat in the last one, maybe because he needed coffee and it was really early in the morning. But there is really this incredible passion behind what you guys are doing and what you're bringing to the table. And I think in a world and in a space where business can sometimes go stale and agencies that have been around for a long time, they need new blood. It needs new competition. It needs new ideas. And you're definitely bringing that to the forefront. I think also to add to that, I think that, um, you know, I've done a lot of research around the entrepreneurial space locally and internationally. And when people say, what is the one trait that you need to launch something or or be a business founder for me it's not finance it's obsession like there's a there's an obsession about what it is that you want to achieve like my obsession is storytelling i think safe to say that Ben's obsession is sport and uh, your obsession is doing good things and I think that's ultimately like what is the thing that wakes you up in the morning what's the thing that makes you talk about at a braai or around a water cooler that people are like oh that guy's talking about positive news again gosh <laughs> you know so like what is the thing that you're so wholly obsessed over because that's something that you can start a business around you know and I think there's a lot of cliches there's a lot of incorrect verbiage around starting a business like oh, if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life but that's not true i mean it's all about the hard the hustle the grit the loneliness it's the stuff that you don't put on social because you don't want people to think that you're struggling but this isn't easy but if you're obsessed about something there's a very good chance that you're going to succeed off the back of that i love that and i'm ending it there thank you for joining me on uh, the good things guy jackpot if people want to follow your journey uh, with the new business or follow the bounce or or anything that you want to plug this is your moment cool go ben Go, Mike. I'm I'm still in awe of all your energy here. At Retroactive Live is uh, Facebook. I mean, sorry, Twitter and yeah, Instagram. Twitter and Instagram. So you know that's going to be our corporate address. But uh, from obviously personally at Mike Sharman and at Follow the Bounce as well. So yeah, the two of us are going to combine all all together. It's just going to be so interesting from our side. So hopefully, we'll be for you as well. And yeah, get people to share their hashtag Biogen journey. We've got 150 odd people have already started sharing their exercise routines, getting off the couch, doing their first park run, whatever it may be. And let's see those stories. Let's see what you're doing. Let, let's get everyday South Africans running up the Westcliff stairs in Joburg or driving and cycling up Seikobosi and killing your calves. What a vibe. What a time to be alive, Brent. Hashtag good things. Uh, we're going to leave it there. Thank you. Um, this is the Good Things Guy Jackpot. Tune in next week where we will bring you more of the good stuff. Peace. I'm Brent Lindekew, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy, and you've been listening to Good Things Guy, a Jackpod podcast. For more episodes or to subscribe, rate, or review my podcast, go to iTunes, Iona FM, or Google Podcasts. Be kinder than necessary to yourself and each other. Thanks, and only good things.